0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. ctmobile.com mobilecom
1: This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk.
0: Welcome to the Rusk Report. On the BET AM 1520, we're very happy to have with us an author and associate professor, Christopher Kazanjan. I knew his father three decades ago when he was the mayor of New Hartford, New York, an up-and-coming rising star in politics in upstate New York. And uh, Christopher is an associate professor of educational psychology at El Paso community college and program director of the after-school program Kids and Coaches El Paso and he's published his third book with Routledge on how technology is influencing news, youth and has a fourth book coming out next year with Cambridge University Press on social emotional intelligences and um, he wants the best for our well-being in our country and we're happy to have author and Associate Professor Christopher Kazanjian. Let's first talk about your role as an Associate Professor of Educational Psychology at El Paso Community College. What do you exactly do there? Christopher Kazanjian.
1: Thank you, Brian. And um, I'm happy to be on um, the show this morning. So at El Paso Community College, Associate Professor of Educational Psychology, I teach a course called Learning Framework. And in this class, um, we approach it to help students learn how to learn. And it's an introductory type of class that um, is meant to empower students to succeed in their academics and professional lives. It's a class that I wish I had back when I was started community college up in Mohawk Valley Community College, um, way back in the day, because it really teaches students um, Concepts like time management, uh, memory, how do I study and remember things and learn things? Um, you know, things like, of course, my expertise, emotional intelligence. How do I manage the emotions, you know, that from from setbacks and failures in order to pursue and, and succeed in the face of um, perhaps adversity and, and pretty intense challenges? And uh, we talk about diverse relationship building. We talk about... Um, you know, effective public speaking and writing. So really it's a class that's meant to empower, uh, students, especially minority youth that we have at, um, EPCC, which is a Hispanic serving institution, which means that over 70% of our students, um, are Hispanic, mostly, um, who are from Mexico or have Mexican heritage. And so it's a really amazing opportunity to, um, to give back to the community in such a meaningful way.
0: Very good. it sounds like you're doing very well in your position. Now, um, we're taping this uh, from the East Coast, from um, New York State and Amherst, New York, and we cover 17 states on the East Coast and half of Canada. But we are interested in after-school programs throughout the United States and Canada, And you're the program director of the after-school program, Kids and Coaches, in El Paso. Tell us about that work.
1: Sure. You know, to me, after-school programs are some of the most important initiatives.
0: um, Because
1: between the hours of 4 and 6 p.m., that's when a lot of kids get in trouble, you know. Um, And there's a lot of programs out there that are um, interesting and um, helpful for many. Many are geared towards sports or Religious activities or things like that, and they're they're very effective. But but uh, I was interested, you know, something a little bit different because I was like, okay, you know, where's the spaces in which people can, you know, um, play and be creative and form diverse relationships? And it all began in 2012 when I was thinking of topics for my my dissertation at New Mexico State University. And I thought back, I'm like, what am am I going to do? You know, so I was kind of lost. Like, I did all the coursework and everything, but what am I going to study? And I thought back to my time at Mohawk Valley Community College in Utica, New York, and I had a professor who, um, his name was James DeSmerdick of psychology. And uh, he always promoted this after-school program called Kids and Coaches. And he says it's meant to help students, you know, uh, uh, young folks, right, around fourth and fifth grade, and um, and community college students, you know, open up a space in which they can form, you know, relationships that are that are supportive and positive, and have fun and be able to what they call self-actualize, right, to to realize the potentials of the self through fun, play, creative activity, crafts or whatever, and so I'm like, wow, that's, I mean, like, I reached back out to him and said, can I study the program, and he's like, yes, and so that way, that's how I came to know kids and coaches, um, in that meaningful way, and Professor Smurdyk ran it since 1983, and so I'm like, could this thing work out in El Paso? I mean, something from, you know, central New York, you know, could it work out in El Paso and serve this diverse community, and, uh, it has, and so ever since 2015, um, you know, my, my wife and I, Sandra, have been leading this program um, in which to open up a space in which kids can play, because there's so many, there's, there's, there's very few time in schools these days for children to just be creative, to express themselves, and to form unique relationships with folks from the college. And so we, we've been doing it, we did it for, uh, you know, almost six or seven years without funding. Um, you know, it was just me and her, and we'd fundraise, and you know, I would buy five dollar pizzas and whatever, and we'd think of the most creative activities we could because we didn't have any money, and uh, we would we'd carry this thing on.
0: And well, it sounds so like a very been, successful program.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Yes, we, we won the the Rather Prize recently in 2022, which is a ten thousand dollar prize to change um, education in Texas. And uh, and just like in Utica, Utica, I know you're familiar with. Is yes, a very I've been there many area.
0: times. Yeah, I know Claudia Tenney, <laughs> who's been a guest on this program, the congresswoman from that area.
1: Oh, excellent! Utica good. is such a diverse area, and uh, the Kids and Coaches program up in up in Utica um, has welcomed you know refugees from um, Somalia, Uganda, um, Bosnia. And the program is interesting because it's it's a learning program. It's based in human, humanistic psychology, which wants to to appreciate the diversity of human beings and use it as resources and as a means to grow. And that's uh, been serving those folks for so long. And so in El Paso, we have been um, engaging, you know, um, similar diversities with a lot of folks from, who immigrate from Mexico and other parts of the world. And uh, it's been an extraordinary experience, and, and we're still excited to see this thing grow and learn. And so, you know, I love the after-school programs like this.
0: Sounds wonderful. For those who have just tuned in, our guest today is Christopher Kazanjan, Associate Professor of Educational Psychology at El Paso, Texas Community College and Program Director of the after-school program Kids and Coaches in El Paso. Uh, Texas. If you're listening in Utica, New York, Buffalo, Toronto, or Manhattan, drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you. Please write to Brian Rusk, Bet 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners as this station has received letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand little plug here, looking for a gift for someone who treasures their Polish heritage. Give a Christmas gift that lasts all year long. Give the gift of news, features, recipes, and a cultural grab bag from Polonia's only weekly publication. A new gift subscription to the Ampo Legal Newspaper is only $25 for 52 issues. Call 716-835-9454. That's 716 716- 835 9454, or order online at ampoleagle.com and click click subscribe at the top of the page. And this offer is good for new gift subscriptions only. I'd like to thank those who've called regarding our recent guest, author Gene Sharifoff, Muskoka famous artist D.A. Dunford, and Alex Estel on the canals in. Germany, and Austria. Coming up, we'll have a leader nationally of the Polish-American community, Michael Pawlowski, and Cliff Bell and Stan Coleman about the African-American month in February with uh, different celebrations coming up. For those who just tuned in, um, Chris Kazanjan has published his third book with Routledge on how technology is influencing youth and he has a fourth book coming out next year with Cambridge University Press on Social and Emotional Intelligence, a very gifted professor, associate professor of educational psychology at El Paso Community College and program director of the after-school programs, Kids and Coaches in El Paso, Texas. Now, I looked at your TED Talk with Chris Kazanjian, and you talked about children reaching their potential, how can these kids get all they can do in life and reach that great goal of potential?
1: That's a good question. And and, uh, and to me, and from my experience in kids and coaches, El Paso and after-school programs and all the studies that I do, you know, I've I've been taking a ecological approach. What does that mean? It means like much like a gardener. Brian, have you ever um tried your hand at gardening?
0: Yes, I'm not very good, but I try my hand at gardening all the time, but I'm not very good. I do not have a green thumb. I think I have a brown thumb.
1: <laughs> and so the thing is is that as a gardener, your your main um objective is to really unlock the potentials of whatever vegetable you're gardening. And uh, this is an old metaphor that comes from one of the founding humanistic psychologists named Carl Rogers mm-hmm. in which he grew up on a farm. And so he he realized that that truly one of the, the the best things that we can do is to unlock the potentials of the organism. And he applied this to psychology. And so he said, you know, if I can establish the conditions in which something can flourish, you know, I don't have to tell it how to do something or to figure out its problems for it. I just have to unlock the, you know, remove the barriers that are preventing this thing from growing. Right? And uh, you know, he grew up on a potato farm or something, but he applied it to psychology, and it was is a revolutionary approach. Because he says some of the things that human beings need, some of the conditions that are universal, are things like empathy, you know, dignity and value, and a sense of honesty. And if that's established in a relationship, you know, the person will be able to, um, you know, find their way through what they need to find their way through, to find their ways to, the you know, transcending older ways of being. That, that match up with their desires and motivations in life. And so what we do in kids and coaches, especially after-school programs and um, helping children reach their potentials, is to establish those conditions, you know, a highly empathic, you know, um, atmosphere where relationships are based in real empathy, where, you know, simply defined, you know, you, um, you, know, you, you can experience the other's emotional state as if it were your own. You know, we value every child without condition. They don't have to act this way or that way or be this person in order to, to feel a great sense of value. And, of course, you know, our our sense of honesty in the program. And those are just three con, three conditions of many conditions in which we establish and to help them. Now, now, to help them reach their potential, it's through the relationships. So the relationships is something that that help us become more, you know, in many ways you can look at it from a neuroscience standpoint, you know, and we're, you know, stories of people in our lives, you know, they help us understand our own, our own experiences, um, or from, you know, from, from various perspectives, right? We can, we can understand, um, how the relationship is, is empowering. And, uh, it's all about leading toward a process of, like, self-actualization, right? And, and you mentioned, I have to bring this up, you mentioned the Polish community, right? Sure. People People who have, who have that heritage. And I grew up with a friend, who, um, Matt, who was is, who is Polish. And this is interesting because when you talk about, you know, reaching your potentials, when you talk about your basic needs in which to do that, you know, food and safety and shelter are one of them. And the thing is, is that if you apply the standardized model of, oh, here's food and here's shelter and here's safety or whatever, you know, you should be able to reach your potentials. It's different for a lot of folks, meaning um, from different cultural paradigms. Meaning that um, every year I remember going over to my friend's house and his mom would make uh, pierogies. I like pierogies. That's good.
0: We like that too.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, is that those, that food that he ate, It nourished him in a way that was different than just like pizza would because it had such meaning behind it and you could see he was very proud to eat it when he ate it um you know it gave him a greater sense of fulfillment and so we can appreciate things like that to say like you know like what what meaningful relationships do you have and what meanings do you have in your life that are associated to people and relationships and food in order that will, you know, help you, you know, actualize potentials and such.
0: Very good. Now, your third book with Routledge on technology influencing youth. Tell us the name of the book and how people who, if they're listening in Buffalo or Montreal or northern Florida, can buy this book.
1: Sure. So um, all the books are available on the Routledge um, website. You can search you know, Rutledge and my last name, if you can spell it right. Well spell His it, engine. please.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: K- sure. K-A-Z-A-N-J-I-A-N. You can just go to the Rutledge site and search my last name. I'm like one of two authors with that last name. But this is an interesting book, The Social and Emotional Learning Upgrade. And, and what it deals with is that a lot of schools are implementing something called social and emotional learning. So they've gotten on this um, this uh, you know onto the the good news that that things like emotions and empathy and uh, emotion regulation are important for students to learn how to succeed. You know how do you do conflict resolution? How do you um, you know deal with um, emotional setbacks and resilience and things like that? So a lot of schools are implementing an actual curriculum and lessons and time to do this. And also what's interesting is the proliferation of technology. And so so a lot of folks are, are utilizing technology to help social and emotional learning. And it's an interesting thing because because what we're witnessing is that, you know, students' perception of even reality or themselves have been so integrated with technology. And I was one of the few well, um, one of the last generations to grow up without technology. You know, I remember a world where there was nothing. You know, you could had to go outside to play if you wanted something to do. Um, but today's children, they grow up from birth with tablets and phones and everything, and it's it's influencing how they perceive what's real, what are my resources, and all of these things. And it's it's something to watch out for. And in this book, it's one of the interesting things that. Concerns that I bring up is that you know we only invent technologies when we can't do something, right? We can't go to the moon without technology and And so some of the things that we're inventing in here, um something like you've heard of artificial intelligence. they're inventing artificial empathy, which are which are computer programs that will help youth be empathic with a computer and And to me, that was alarming because i was I was like, well why aren't there people for us to be empathic with? Um, because that's that's one of the main issues is, is we have this capacity of being empathic but but the communities have been not as strong or something where people are feeling isolated to where we feel we have to invent a technology to supplement something we can already do and so uh, so in this in this book we look at you know how do we position technology, how can we leverage it to help as a tool, but never, never replace the thing that makes us human, the, the, the greatest resource of all, the person, the child, and our abilities. And uh, hopefully, you know, we don't get replaced by some algorithm or, or technology.
0: Very good. We're learning a great deal from the associate professor of educational psychology at El Paso, Texas Community College. And he is also the program director of the after school program Kids and Coaches in El Paso. Our guest today, Christopher Kazanjan, and he has written a book with Routledge on how technology is influencing our youth. We hope all of our listeners will get a copy of that because. Our youth need growth and potential to be reached. So it's wonderful what he is doing. Uh, he, I've known his father for decades, who was the former mayor of New Hartford, New York, very gifted man. That's his dad, John Kazanjan. And we're happy to have his son, who's the associate professor of educational psychology at El Paso Community College. If you're listening in Washington, D.C., or Toronto or South Buffalo, drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you. Please write to Brian Rusk, Bet AM 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway Suite 200, Buffalo, New York 14226. We always greet Carter letters from our Canadian and European listeners. Again, Christopher Kazanjan is the Associate Professor of Educational Psychology at El Paso Community College. Let's uh, talk a little bit more about children and we're always concerned about leadership. I'm fortunate to have a master's degree in leadership and innovation and we want children to take leadership capacities in their lives, so how can a child lead and be successful at that? Christopher Kazanjan.
1: That is an excellent question. How do we get children to take leadership roles? And and that's That's where I think, you know, we agree is that you know, the the future of our country, the directions of it, rest within the children, too. You know, so how can we empower them to be able to make decisions? And, and this is a, a huge issue. And in the next book that is coming out with Cambridge, we talk about the social and emotional intelligences. Um, and again, things like, you know, empathy and emotion regulation. But one of the key aspects is decision-making, you know how do we help them make decisions, and to be able to have a vision for for what they want to accomplish? When you talk about leadership, it's, it's decision making is critical. You know they have to be able to to um, be able to cut off any other possibility and say we must decide and and go this way. Um, but what, what, how do what directs them to that? And truly, it's their their vision, right? What What vision do they have of success, of of the community they want to live in, um, of the world, of the planet, you know? And in the book, what's interesting is that I try to bring in other perspectives, you know, um, from Eastern philosophy, even, you know, indigenous um, folks, and to say, like, to say it's an inclusive vision that they have, to include animals, to include nature. You know, when we think about even technology or something... You know, what is our vision and how does how does nature factor into this? Do we just exploit these resources or and do we utilize them? And so, so when you talk about um, leadership, it's, it's helping them develop a vision of, of the future, of society, of who they are, that they want to attain, that's meaningful to them. And so by developing things like relationships and helping them navigate the world, um, the complexities and the challenges and to be able to share the concerns of the adults, not to give them too much, but to be able to say, these are things that, that we're concerned about in the adult world, and and we have to, we have to overcome challenges like, you know, war and, and environmental issues and things, you know, what do you think? And to value their opinions, you know, to say like, you know, um, that's why I love the, the science fairs, I get to go judge and everything, because you get these kids, who are, who are taking on real issues like you know, global warming or whatever and saying, here's something we could try. And we value them. We prize them. And um, I think they're going to be our greatest resource. But but their vision will develop the more relationships they get, the more we value them and to say, be creative. Don't worry about failing. Failing is a part of the process. You know, great leaders aren't just people who succeed. They're people who can fail and learn from the failure and what directs them is to hone that vision to say, you know, I, I want to be able to achieve something like this because it means, you know, better life for all, you know, because we share a lot of commonalities when it comes to, you know, certain certain things. And uh, to me, I think that if we're able to prize the children, give them spaces in which to um, be creative, to fail, and to, to learn resilience and to create relationships, Um, Their vision of the future is going to be so much different um, than just kind of, you know, fit into our vision because truly they're the ones that are going to inherit a world, you know, with, with challenges and things that only they could know and, and we won't know. And so how do we help them decide? How do we help them um, to say, this is what feels right, you know, for me. So, but that's, and I'm curious about your thoughts, too, about leadership. And well,
0: you're the guest today, so we'll do a program <laughs> with me talking about leadership in the future. Again, if somebody would like to purchase your book with Routledge on technology influencing youth, how do people buy that book, Christopher Kazanjan?
1: Yeah, it's, it's as simple as, you know, um, going to the main Routledge um, website or Googling Routledge um you know, books, and you'll go to the, the main website, um, Rutledge Press, CRC Press, and you can just search my last name, you know, or my first name, Christopher Kazanjan, and the Social Emotional Learning Upgrade. And uh, you'll find that's the, the third book in the, in the series that I'm writing, and uh, in here we're going to take a look at where we're going with all this AI and chat GPT and all this other stuff.
0: Very and good. How it what effects are you? I'm sorry I have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. We've learned a great deal from the Associate Professor of Educational Psychology at El Paso Community College, Christopher Kazanjan, our guest today. And special thanks to Kevin Carr, Director of Production for the past 15 years. We wish all of our listeners a very happy and healthy New Year. Thank you for enlightening us, Christopher Kazanjan.
1: Thank you for having me.